This episode is sponsored by our friends at Fujifilm North America. Their X-Series digital cameras and lenses may just give you that creative edge you're looking for in your portraits and events. You'll find everything from 40 megapixel image quality to 40 frames per second bursts, plus unique in-camera film simulation modes and effortless usability. Click the link in the episode description to find the full range. There has never been a better time to invest in your passion, so make sure to click the link. Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast. If somebody wants to come in and get one photo, I can take one photo and, you know, within 15 minutes, retouch it and deliver it for $200. But the signature experience, which is the one, the full meal deal, it doesn't make sense for me to offer that experience for $275. It's a huge loss, (laughs) you know. Welcome to the Portrait System Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and this show is here to help you succeed in the world of photography and business, to help you learn to become financially free doing what you love and so much more. With over 1 million downloads, countless photographers have taken what they've learned from both our episodes and from theportraitsystem.com, and they have grown their businesses, quit their day jobs, and are designing a life of their dreams. We keep it real and share stories about the ups and downs that come with running a photography business. You'll hear real-life stories of how other photographers run their business, and you'll learn actionable steps that you can take to reach your own goals. Thank you so much for being here, and let's get started. My guest this week on the Portrait System podcast is Adrienne Gwynn, and she is a photographer who lives on an island in Canada. I love this interview because not only does Adrienne share what has gone well and what has worked in her business, but she also shares the things that she will not do again as she moves forward. Just two years ago, Adrienne was making $15,000 per year, and now she's pulling in sometimes $10,000 per month with an over $2,000 sales average. Adrienne talks about how she went from being a hobbyist photographer to quitting her job as a hairdresser and becoming a full-time portrait photographer, and she is as real and as open as it gets. Okay, let's get started with Adrian Gwynn. Adrian, welcome to the Portrait System Podcast. Thank you, Nikki. Last time we saw each other was not too long ago, WPPI. Oh, that's right. That was my very first. Oh, was it your first one? Yes, that was my first awesome. WPPI. Not my first fun? Portrait Masters event, but yeah. <laughs> I, I did have fun. I had a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I, I myself prefer the Portrait Masters, um, but yeah, it was it was a good experience. We yeah, we had a good time. Awesome. Very cool. I had fun too. Yeah, it was so great to see so many people. Oh, yeah, totally. And it was really neat to see, um, especially our community. You know, we all kind of glommed one another <laughs> when we got there and watching everybody, you know, and hearing everybody, seeing everybody on the Facebook page and then really making connections. Like that was one of my favorite parts. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. It's oh, so much of it is just about the community and the people we meet and, Yeah, it's really awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, forming those relationships has been really important, too. Yeah, I met someone named Laura at the shootout. Laura Elizabeth is her business name. And uh, she's in Canada as well, actually. But she's, I believe, let's see, she's over in Vancouver area. Where are you in Canada? I know you're in a small island. I just can't remember exactly where. Well, it's not like Gilligan's Island or anything. <laughs> it's uh, I'm in Nanaimo. I'm on Vancouver Island. Okay, so you are over there. So that's a two-hour ferry ride from Vancouver. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So but anyways, I met Laura, and now she and I vox her all the time, just about like business and life. And, oh, nice. you know, when you meet a friend that way, it's like, uh, I just love it. Oh, yeah. So I've great. met some of my, you know, some of the people I talk to most anymore from the Portrait Masters or at WPPI, I met a bunch of just fabulous people and we've kept in touch as well. It's nice to have, you know, people with similar things in common, especially as photographers. Well, not to sound weird, but we can kind of geek out together. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. Yeah. And and there are certain things that we 
like other people might not understand unless they're entrepreneurs or even just photographers in general. Totally. Yeah, so yeah. it is. It's really cool. And to be able to like celebrate your wins. Like Laura's like, Nikki, I had a $12,000 sale. Oh. You know, and a lot of people are <laughs> uncomfortable talking about money. So it's like having that is amazing. You know, the number of nights that I ended up staying up way later than I never would, just exchanging <laughs> business ideas uh-huh. to see what's worked for people, what hasn't, you know, that sort of thing, like invaluable. Yep. Totally. And actually, now that I'm saying that $12,000, it's funny because you had a $12,000 sale that you posted about in the group, didn't you? Oh, I haven't had a $12,000 sale. Was it, it, it was a big, big sale. Yeah. Well, it, I think my biggest is just under 4000 but oh, yeah. I've been okay. having very consistent months. So you probably saw something like that, like one of my months. I had a month a while back that was a $16,000 month. Okay. Maybe that was it. But yeah. still, like, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, to truly. be able to bring in 16 grand in a month in a small business is like incredible. Oh yeah. Mind blowing. Yeah. Will you tell, tell people what you do as far as which genres you shoot? Absolutely. So I shoot mostly contemporary glamour. A lot of them have been ladies over the age of 40. I also do headshot. I've kept, I've kind of gone back and forth between doing headshots because it's very good advertising the money isn't quite the same the way I do it. I still have to take your course, Nikki. Um, <laughs> but I like to keep that door open mm-hmm. just because it gets people in my door. Like yesterday, I was preparing for today. I got four calls on a Sunday wanting to book headshots with me. Wow. And they're very fast. They uh-huh. don't take me a lot of time. There's not mm-hmm. the the finished product. There's so many different things. Like if I book four headshots in a day, I can make $2,000. Like yeah. that's good money. <laughs> and great advertising, great advertising. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and like you said, it can convert people into these full shoots. I've done it countless times. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, definitely. I also feel like, yeah, I, I could go on and on about why I love headshots. It's just such a, like the, the not being time consuming thing has been so great for me, just having two little kids. And I mean, not that you have to have kids in order to not want something time consuming, but No, but there is, you know, the simplicity and, you know, that they require um, a lot less work. Like for my regular, you know, glamours, I call them my signature sessions, which is the hair and the makeup. I retouch all my work prior to delivering, like having the client back to view their photos. So that that's not a thing with my headshots packages, which I'd like to get into more the branding offer a bit more of full experience just in a business sense. But right now they are in and out of my studio within an hour. They have selected their unedited photo for me to edit. So I'm not editing, you know, going through and retouching 35, 40 photos every time. And I'm getting paid right away. And again, the excellent referrals. Like I had a man in for headshots that just booked family like a week and a half later. So it's great. It really, they build on one another. And then when I get clients that, you know, they hear my session fee and blah, 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 and they don't want to pay $275 per photo, they just want one really nice portrait. Instead of turning them away, I can refer them and explain the difference between the signature, you know, full meal deal and then the headshots, which is much simpler version, you know, a less polished version. But I mean, they still get great photos out of them. There's just not much, as much time put into them, mm-hmm. if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It so suits my lifestyle. Is, is that what lights you up, though, is doing headshots? Or do you find that what really just, you know, makes you happy is more of the glamour? I mean, I wouldn't light me up would be a little, (laughs) a bit dramatic for headshots. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I like the full experience. I like to offer that. I feel like it's, it's something over the top from what most professionals in my area are doing. And Mm -hmm. my clients, like it's not uncommon for a client to hug me um, before they leave. The other day, right when I got home from WPPI, I was walking my client to her car and she literally picked me up off the ground <laughs> and hugged me. And, you know, my headshots clients don't grab me and squeeze me at the end or yeah. don't yeah. cry when they see their photos. Photos. I like the little bit more emotion and relationship building that comes mm-hmm. with the full experience. I think you would really like doing the, you know, more personal branding. I think I would because it's, it gives you the opportunity. It, although it is quick, like, you know, I do six outfits in and out of my studio in two hours, including hair and makeup. It doesn't have to be an all day thing, but you do get to think a little bit more chance to bond and, 
and get those hugs at the end. Yeah, totally. It's kind of a nice mix of the two. Yeah. And it would be, I think my big problem with this, and this has been an issue for me all along, is the value in what I'm offering. And like Mm -hmm. we learn is you have to see the value in your product before you can, you know, ask clients to pay for it. So with headshots, the way I've been doing them, I don't place as much value on them as I do the full experience. And that could change, you know, after I get through your course, I'm a course junkie, I'm an education junkie. (laughs) So that could change. And it's kind of what you focus on, you know, with my business, I've just been doing baby steps kind of all the long, long the way. And I, I'm the slow learner. (laughs) I try everything they tell me not to do. And then I become bitter and overworked. And then I, okay, refocus, reshift, you know, (laughs) revamp. Yeah. Okay. So you said slow learner. I don't know if I well, agree. We'll see. Okay, we'll okay see. that makes me yeah. sound stupid. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. I didn't mean it like that. But I feel like you've accomplished quite a bit. I mean, well, okay, take us back to when you started photography. Absolutely. Okay, I was doing photography on the side for many years. In saying that, completely uneducated, just flying by the seat of my pants. I wasn't doing it full time. It was totally just, it would have been a bonus, I've kind of felt, if I could go full time. Right. But, you know, and it's been said too many times, but it's true. Everybody always says, oh, nobody would pay that here. That that's All my friends, all my best friends, when I opened this business, thought I was out of my mind. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I was a hairdresser for years. So it was just something I did. It was a passion of mine. But again, you know, no real experience, no qualifications to do it. Just a decent eye. And, you know, the super low end. I had a Facebook memory pop up the other day from six years ago, I think it said. And it was one of my advertisements for my mini sessions, which was a half an hour and five retouched photos for $75. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Isn't that funny? So yeah. my husband just reminded me of my first wedding. Oh, totally. Quote, I mean, it was just, it was more of an elopement. They went to the zoo. It was a couple and he went with me. This was like 2012. I think I charged 200 bucks, maybe 250 bucks. Yeah. And we went, I spent hours with them going around the zoo. I, I probably delivered 500 images. Oh, wow. And it was like, I, I swear it was like 250 bucks. Yeah. He just reminded me of that the other day. And I was like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot about that. She had green nails. Like I just, the green nails came back to me. And totally. Like, yeah. Yeah. When that popped up for me the other day, I, I, Got a good chuckle. I actually told my husband about it. I'm like, check this out. You know, I used to do this and couldn't figure out why. It's funny. When I charged $75 for five photos and a half an hour of my time, I couldn't book anybody. And then I got more serious and educated and found Sue. And now I charge $275 per photo and people Mm -hmm. are paying it all the time. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's kind of why I challenged you when you said slow learner, because I don't, I don't think that's like, I mean, okay. I'm also, I would consider myself a slow, like repetition is really, really important for me when I learn. And I think, I think what happens is we, like you said, we get wrapped up in all the courses and all the things. And yes, they are important, especially if you want to grow. And, but I think sometimes we get that analysis paralysis where we learn it, but then we don't necessarily take action on it. And then we just keep learning and not taking action. Yeah. And the the other side of that for me was not quite believing it could work for me. Yeah. I remember watching um, the mentors. I think you guys were on creative live and everybody saying there was a portion where your husbands had written a letter and this and that anyway. So we're going way back and thinking that was one of the episodes that I was like, okay, how many people here just did it all from different walks of life? Maybe Mm -hmm. I could do it, you know? And yeah, And that's just it is kind of believing that you can do it or fake it till you make it. Just do it. What risk do you have? Right. Absolutely. Now you had mentioned something about the, you like the full experience. Yes. So share, share with us what, what does that look like? What does the full experience look like in your studio? Absolutely. You have a studio, right? Yes, I have a studio. Okay. So after the initial booking call where we discuss all the details and whatnot, I do tell them that I'll be in touch with them a week or so before their session to schedule a consultation. And that's their opportunity to come into the studio to meet me, um, to see the gowns, kind of to, I call it my icebreaker. Um, so first clients will come into the studio generally, unless like this week I've got somebody coming from over the Gulf Islands. So she's flying in. So her and I will do a Zoom. Um, we discuss all the details, whether that's on Zoom or in person, 
usually in person. They come in, they meet with me, they have a coffee. Sometimes we'll go through Pinterest boards or Google searches, sometimes my website, just so I get an idea as, you know, the lighting or the style of portraits that they're drawn to. And I really feel like that consultation is so valuable because clients are way less nervous when they've already spoken or met me in person and they get to familiarize themselves with the studio. They get to see all the portraits on the walls, as I said, see the dresses and see the actual shooting space and where they're going to get their hair and makeup done. So it's a nice icebreaker. Following that, we have their session. On their session, they come in. I've got my assistant and my makeup artist here and they get pampered. They get the champagne and orange juice. We always have snacks. Sometimes I'll have fresh flowers. They start with their hair and makeup. Uh, then we start with different outfits. They usually all do about five outfits. So their session from start to finish, including hair and makeup, on average for a single lady, meaning she's coming alone, is about three to four hours. Then they leave. I do not show same day portraits. Trust me, there are days I consider that I should just do that, especially if you get a lower sale. But I retouch everything. And then they, I invite them back about a week later, I always try and get them back within a week to view all their portraits. And that's where they make their selections. So it's three appointments, more or less, for every single session that I offer. Okay. Yeah. Now, as far as you said they come back, just just walk us through what your, you know, photo viewing session is like and are you doing prints or digitals and what your packages are? I know that was, yeah. that was, that was a lot of questions. Absolutely. Let's start with what is it like when they come back when you do your sales session? Usually they're very excited. And the key is for me getting them back in within a week. I find if I leave that any longer than a week, um, the excitement dies down and they forget and life takes over again. Right. So I try and get them in the best I can within a week. We sit down again. We have a coffee or a tea together, a bottle of water. And I do a digital reveal. I don't print yet. There are no printers on the island that I feel are high enough quality that I'm comfortable, you know, getting the photos here. And then also putting the money into printing all of them. So I do a digital reveal. I start it with a slideshow. I always put some music to it. And, you know, sometimes it'll be a birthday. So I'll have like a, you know, I think it's Kate that has a birthday song or something on there. Anyway, so I'll start. It's an Animoto slideshow. I show them usually 40 in color and 40 in black and white. So they're essentially seeing close to 80 photos, but it's all basically 40 images, just whether or not they want them in black and white. Um, so they watch the the slideshow and then I take them into Lightroom and we go through, you know, all of them and I, you know, do my best to help them. My key is letting them, you know, letting them know I'm here to help them, but it is ultimately their choice. I do often say, you know, I assure you, this is it. There's no hard sell. I just want you to purchase whatever you love. And then we just go from there. Yeah, that's great. What what are your prices like as far as do you do packages or a la carte? So right now I am offering a la carte. So clients know that they're paying $275 per individual image. My packages start at six, which is $1,395. Start at six images? Six images, yes. Sorry, six okay. images yep. gotcha. printed for $13.95. And that's the keepsakes collection. So those are just matted prints along with their digital files. Um, my second package is 12 printed images along with their digital files for $19.95. Uh, third one is 20 images for $29.95. And then I have my premium collection, which is 30 for $39.95. So basically, the more you buy, same as Sue teaches, you know, the more you buy, the more the price comes down. But all of my clients know coming in that they are looking at, you know, they, they're going to see a lot of gorgeous photos of themselves to walk away with just one if I'm doing, a, you know, some type of promotion. Some of those mm -hmm. promotions come with one image, but they're very well aware that it it's going to be a hard choice. They're quite likely going to want more. They have the option of $275 per additional image, or they can purchase a collection. All right, Adrian, how did you go from $75 <laughs> to an average of what, probably about 2,500-ish? 
Yeah, my average is sitting in around the $2,000 mark right now. It was slightly over and it's come down slightly, um, but I think I'm sitting very close to $2,000. When I first opened my studio, I was a hairdresser full-time and I was ready to move out of that industry. I folio built for probably two years and right after COVID, and I've, I've heard this so many times, I decided I was going to, not after, but when COVID started, I decided I was quitting hairdressing and, you know, taking up a lease on a photography studio. At that point, I started at the very lowest end of what Sue advised us. So my prints were starting at $125 each. My session fee at that time was $199. I made it through the first year. I worked very, very hard. If you put how many hours <laughs> together, what I was getting paid the hour to make that money, it was not sustainable long-term, like charging. I had to up everything. So this year I upped the session fee to $2.99 and then I jumped the individuals right up to $2.75. Going forward, I'm probably even, I, I think I'm going to start selling. Um, I talked to some people at WPBI I'll up my session rate, make it include a credit, but so that I basically am not going to put, you know, I'm not going to book clients that aren't prepared to spend a minimum of $1,400. It's just not worth my time. The burnout is too much. Yeah. You know, I used to think, I used to feel like that too, because there was always the debate, you know, back when I was first starting and, and, and back then I really wasn't focusing so much on, you know, personal branding, back then I was really focusing on the kind of the modern glamour and mother-daughter and that sort of thing. Now, I remembered the debate was you do a la carte where they could just come in and spend $250 on one image and leave, or do you offer package only? And I was like, I don't want anybody coming in and spending only $250. My time is worth more than that. So it was package only, and I was starting at $1,200. And I remember you know, someone saying, but you're putting a, like a glass ceiling on how, how much they're going to spend. And I'm like, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with knowing that they're going to spend at least 1200 because it's worth my time. And cause you know, if you have a la carte, you leave it open. Whereas if your biggest package is like 2,800 or I think mine was 2,600, 24, 2,600 at the time. And that included prints and folio box. I was like giving away the farm. And I also did like canvases and whatever. Anyway, but the point is, is that I specifically made it package only because I didn't want exactly what you just said. But I'm curious if you have these packages, like were people coming in spending only and getting that one photo or what made you decide to change it, I guess? Oh, it does happen. And I haven't changed it yet. Um, That is what I'm looking at. And again, that's one of those conversations that happened that was very valuable late at night in Vegas, talking (laughs) to several people that have experienced the exact same thing. Like I'll get these, you know, $2,800 sales and I'm skipping out the door and singing when I walk into my house and see my kids like I'm happy. And, you know, you'll get three or four of those in a row. And then a client that comes in and they've paid a session fee. They had one that was included and they purchase one. So you've literally just busted yourself for days. You have rent to pay, you have utilities to pay, staff to pay, and you just worked for three days. You lost. (laughs) There was no money made there. So that's where this is. I've got to follow through with the particular promotion that I've been doing. But that's where that will change going forward. Because when you do get those low sales, like, That's a terrible loss to take for three days work. And some people are just really, you know, they're not bad people. They don't recognize the work that goes into creating this experience, you know, and putting together their collection. They don't, you know, I try very hard now on my initial consultation to explain to absolutely everybody what kind of commitment I am making to them like how much work I'm putting into this, how important it is to me that they are super happy and how much effort, how hard I'm going to work for them. Yeah. So like I say, yeah, if you get the lower clients, which I still do from time to time, it happens. It can really shake you. You know, as Sue says, it makes me stinky. I will sit in the corner of my house and sulk for two days. (laughs) And then I go to my next session and it takes me a bit to shake it off. It really does. Yeah. It, I mean, it really is the law of averages. I mean, yeah. there are just going to be people who aren't going to spend as much and it's just, it's, it's going to happen sometimes. Absolutely. But, and I think that that was, and part of, 
part of me doing, you know, the package only situation where they had to spend X amount, I still do to this day, is, well, I don't think it's so much that anymore, but back then it was, I was still nervous. I was still nervous that I wasn't going to make any money. I might, you know, I was still working through that self-value and just, just all of it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of such a mindfuck sometimes. Well, truly. So, you know, when I decided to do package only with my session fee, I never included a credit. They didn't get anything. It was just the session fee. And then they could buy a package. I never did credit. I know credit works for some people. You know, there's just different strategies and different ways to do it. And it's just important to figure out what, you know, what works best for you. Absolutely. Yeah. And like I said earlier, those lower sales to me, it hurts my confidence. It's a waste of time. Like if somebody wants to come in and get one photo, there's no sense in me, you know, there, there's no reason I can take one photo and, you know, within 15 minutes, retouch it and deliver it for $200. But the signature experience, which is the one, the full meal deal, it doesn't make sense for me to offer that experience for $275. It's a huge loss, you know? So moving into, you know, asking people for that level of commitment is as my confidence is growing, I'm getting more comfortable and I'm going to be implementing it quite quickly. Just so people know if they're going to book one of our signature experience, if they want my, you know, full commitment to it, which I, that's what I give. Like I don't go halfway. Then they know that they're not going to leave without spending $1,400. Right. Right. Well, and and the reason I initially asked what about, you know, how often you're getting these clients that, you know, clients that are just buying one photo or whatever, is I know you have done, you have had a couple different offers, like a couple different campaigns going. Yes. So I was wondering if clients were coming in just from like, okay, you come in, you get one photo for X amount session fee. You know, I guess that's where where I was going. Like, are these clients coming from these campaigns? Are they typical clients? So I was just curious. Yeah, totally. And great question. And absolutely 100% of the time they are coming from these campaigns. Okay, let's talk about this. So they know they can walk away spending nothing other than their $2.99 session fee, and they're going to get one photo along with its digital files. All right. Now, as far as growing your business, have campaigns been important? Yes, absolutely. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, they got people in the door. When I launched my first campaign, I was only charging $1.99 for the full experience, and it included one image along with its corresponding digital file. When I started with this campaign, I was, and I'm not exaggerating by any means, I was sometimes getting up to 20 inquiries a day. It worked so fast. In saying that, there's a lot of people out there that really did... You know, my first campaign, it was to book, you know, I had opened a studio with no clientele. I'd done a big, bad no-no, but I was not going to fail. Failure was not an option. That campaign booked me. Going forward the next next year, I knew the prices had to come up. But again, it gets people in the door, which is great. That doesn't mean all people are going to be qualified. You are going to get the occasional person that will just take the one photo and walk. And you know, as much as now I don't sulk about it as much, that that's a very big downside to a campaign as far as I'm concerned. It has gotten people in the door. It did make me on, you know, a lot of money. I did all my math and everything before uh, while getting ready for this interview. You know, I'm headed towards $100,000 in sales this year now. Nice. Which is amazing. <laughs> like, amazing. Yeah, that's fantastic. But the big word of caution with any of these campaigns is, yes, now I'm getting lots of referrals and whatnot, but sometimes these are people seeking a deal and sometimes it's going to sting. Yes, it's helped grow my reputation and gained me credibility, but there have been times that I've worked very, very hard and I have not been paid well. Yeah, yeah. Like to me, that's time away from my kids too, you know, and it's, I've got a mortgage pay. When that new calculator came out on Sue's site, I was so fascinated to plunk my numbers in. And there was a good reason my first year I was not turning a huge profit. <laughs> it was a no brainer. Like if you do the math, you know where you need to be priced. Yeah, definitely. 
So like I say, kind of hit or miss. Failure wasn't an option for me when I opened my studio. I don't regret doing the campaigns. If I do any in the future, they will be run differently. And that free image is not going to be included. Yeah, you know, a lot of people have had some really good success with campaigns, but I'm interested to hear, because that's something we really haven't talked a whole lot about, is what would you do differently? And, and the kind of the downfalls that can come with it. So I want to talk about that. But first, now, I feel like once you have a really good client base and you have referrals coming, you can kind of change what you're offering it is. Like, it doesn't have to be the campaign and the campaign pricing anymore once you've got a good, solid client base, right? Absolutely. Totally. It's like, when I started, I had no clients. Okay. Like, I, yeah. I, I'd been shooting for free, just folio building. So... When this, you know, this idea of these campaigns, when I first heard of it, I ran with it and I don't regret it, but I didn't value myself or my time. I just couldn't fail. I was stuck on that point. I needed the bookings. It was kind of a, it was a bit desperate. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, that sounds bad. Now, you know, I'm going into just about to celebrate two years at my studio and I value my time a lot more. My work has improved. My cost of business, like I've hired people so that that burnout doesn't hit me as hard. You know, there's retouchers like, and that would be a big part of my journey is, you know, coming from a broken place and a desperate place, or I should say, um, for various reasons to rebuilding myself and becoming successful at something for the first time in my life. And then really valuing my time because, you know, as we're pulling in these big numbers, there's so much work involved, you know, and not just with per client, but keeping up with my education, thriving to improve my quality of, you know, the quality of work that I'm putting out there. There's a lot to calculate into, you know, when you're setting your prices and finding your value, there's a lot of work to do there. And I've done the work now. I'm I'm realizing, not that I don't screw up. I screw up, you know, <laughs> all the time. I'm human. Who doesn't, right? God. Yeah, but a big part of my journey has been finding my own my own value and now recognizing it. Yeah, and you just recently did one of our portfolio reviews. I did, yes. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. It's it's amazing how much you can learn. You know, just from having your work critiqued and listening to other people's work work critiqued? Yeah, I was going to say, totally. And I I had a good idea. Like, I know my weaknesses with my work. But having it reviewed was just an awesome experience. It's the second time I've done it. Even watching other people's work get reviewed. Now, like, when I started, oh, gosh, like, my, <laughs> my portfolio did not look anything like it does today. And today, you know, I am not a superstar. But the improvements that I've made because of things like reviews, because of attending, you know, instructional, the portrait masters, WPPI, stuff like that. My quality is improving every day. So reviews and stuff like that are, they're so valuable. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it doesn't matter what level you're at. We should always be striving for growth in whatever areas we want to grow in. Absolutely. And yeah. And having, having like peer reviewed, portfolio it's definitely vulnerable place to be I think totally (laughs) yeah but you know the way you guys are doing it it's it's constructive criticism it's very useful you know it's it helps you grow and when you stop growing what happens right You, Mm -hmm, you kind of wither away that's one of the things I love most about our industry is yes I've come a long way but I still have places I can go with this oh for sure for sure Okay, now let's go back to what you would do differently for your campaigns. But start by telling us how you had been running it and then tell us what you would do different. So the price point would be a massive difference, as I've said. You know, I don't disagree. When I tried to advertise at a $3.99 session fee, it was very, very hard to book people, which was really kind of silly to me because it's only $100 jump from $2.99. But it was very, I didn't get the inquiries. I got a lot of heat on my ads from from haters. <laughs> Just saying, who do you think you are charging these prices? Da, 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 da. Mm. So I'm not sure I would change my session fee because I can book 
people quite confidently with that. One thing I will say also is going back to that initial call when you're giving people the information about whether it be a campaign or somebody inquiring about booking a signature session or something like that is, you know, be very upfront with your prices. I won't give next time. There will be no image included. Whether or not I say, you know, now it's a commitment of $13.95 for you or to take that session fee and yes, jump it up to say $900 and offer them a $500 print credit, something like that. So that would be the first thing I would change. Um, The other thing, and I changed this last time is I really went back and revisited the initial booking call, not the consultation and talk less and listen more have questions for your clients. This worked really well for me over the last six months. Instead of me saying, hi, yada, 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 you know, and just spilling out all the information right away. Again, kind of back to the sales thing is stop talking. People want to talk about themselves. It's your initial connection you make with your client. So ask more questions. At the end, give them the information. But really take the time right off the bat to get to know your clients, to hear about what's bringing them in, why they want to do this, let them talk. It should be 70-30 swap, right? Not me feeling like a telemarketer going on some type of scripted <laughs> autopilot. People don't like that. They they don't connect with you. They don't see the same. It sounds salesy. I care about my clients and I want my clients to know that. So that's another massive difference that I've been implementing and that I will continue to do so. Well, I mean, I'm guessing you cared about them before, but are you just going to try to make it more obvious, like make it more of a client-centered focus instead, you think? Yes, totally more. And yeah, don't get me wrong. I absolutely care about all my clients. Like (laughs) they're why I do what I do. I love it. But again, I think some of that was my own confidence and nerves. Like I heard, I think it was Angie on a clubhouse talking about her phone anxiety. <laughs> and yeah, I, was, yeah. I was actually painting at the time in my house and I laughed so hard because she's like, it's not funny the way, I mean, I kind of understand what she's saying now, but that phone anxiety, like I've got it right now talking to you. <laughs> um, oh, I hate it. I have it too. But calling clients is so hard. I When I hired my assistants, I'm like, I don't suppose you have a secret fetish for telemarketing, eh? <laughs> you know? <laughs> And Angie's lucky in the way that Rebecca does. Like she, she loves calling clients. I would love to meet somebody that could do it for me. But again, I feel like it's important. It's my initial contact and it's helpful for me. I mean, there've been consulate booking calls that I've been on for three hours. <laughs> We've wow. had the best chats and, you know, those are the best clients. They, they're already comfortable before they've even met me. They're, you know, I know a lot about them and they know what they're hiring me to do and what I can offer them. And they also know right off the bat that I care. Yeah. So yeah. the price point is the main point that I would encourage people to change. It doesn't have to be a giant session fee, but don't give anything away for free because <laughs> unless you're ready to take those occasional losses, which maybe some people are to build their reputation and whatnot. It's one that is going to be changed right as this this um, promotion concludes, which is over the next month. And, you know, like you had said, I mean, it was only two years ago when you started this, but way back when I was going to say, is that you were still kind of building up that client base. And I think it's okay to give away some things when you're still really in the building period. But now you're in the growth period. You don't need to build so much anymore. So you don't need to give away anything anymore. You know, so I think it just kind of depends on what stage you're at. Yeah. And again, it kind of, you know, not to repeat myself, but I value myself more. That self-value in me, it's growing quite rapidly. (laughs) And I, you know, especially there were nights that I was sitting at home and, you know, I've got a four-year-old and a teenager and I was missing my kids. I was sitting at my computer broken. I shouldn't say broken, that's dramatic, but sitting at my computer, working till midnight, working 70 hours a week. You know, I work very, very hard. I need to be paid for that. What I offer people is very valuable and my time is very, very valuable. It is, hugely. I mean, 
I think about how I didn't become an entrepreneur to not be able to have like freedom from working constantly. <laughs> totally. <laughs> you know, like, I think when we first start, at least for me, I was so obsessed with everything. And I mean, I was working 24 seven. I will say though, I remember when people were like, oh, when you have kids, you won't want to work as much. And I remembered thinking, well, I don't want to not want to work as much because I love what I do. Yeah. But I wasn't realistic. Like, I mean, anyone working 24-7 is stupid. Yeah. Like, just <laughs> it's, it's really dumb. not the highest of intelligence. Yeah, that I, you know? Yeah, totally. So it's it's all about, and we, I've been ta- talking a lot about this lately with my guests, this is about automating and systematizing and working smarter, not harder, which means having sustainable pricing and having using programs and systems that make it so that your business is more templated for the things that can save you time without sacrificing that client service and experience. It's like, there's like this juggle of things that you can do or something. I yeah, don't know. totally. And, you know, in our industry, well, any industry, really, but I absolutely love what I do. Like, I love my clients. I have the most incredible people that I work with. But when you're doing, you know, working at anything, whether you love it or not, 70 hours a week, you burn out and mm-hmm. you do lose that joy when those low sales come in. The self-value part it, to me, I like I said, it's been a, a bumpy road. I haven't followed all the instructions perfectly, so unlike me. Um, <laughs> but I've learned <laughs> from my experience and and now I know, you know, I know where I need to be to continue with a career I love. I know the price point that I need to be at. I've done the math. I know what's sustainable for my business. Yeah, that's so great. Do you use a pricing calculator on the Portrait System website? Yes, I did. Yeah, totally. Isn't it awesome? It was amazing. I wish I had had that when I first started out. Yeah, <laughs> I, I said that earlier. I Or maybe I didn't say it well. But yeah, when I, that first came out, I was all over that like a dirty shirt. Like, And I did my pricing. I set my goals. It's black and white. It's not rocket science. You've got to add in everything though. Like one part that I left out was I had done kind of a rough estimate, but not a right down to the nitty gritty. Like for instance, education, like what I pay every month, I'm pretty much purchasing a new course or something, you know, or I've implemented some, a different type of marketing that also has costs. You have to factor in everything and then you know where you need to be priced at. Like that that pricing calculator that they put up is genius. Yeah, it definitely, I helped build it as far as like, not the actual building of it that I did not do, <laughs> but coming up with like the categories and things involved. And it definitely, yeah, you don't think, even like website fees totally. and, you know, we just don't think you know, health insurance. Yeah. If you're going to be a full-time entrepreneur and you don't have a partner who has health insurance, all of these things have to be included. Yeah, absolutely. Or you end up going, wait a minute, it says that I brought in here 150000 Why uh, do I have no money? Well, exactly. <laughs> or I'll have a week at a week not too long ago that I think I did two or three reveals. Anyways, I was in a week, I made something like $7,000. And at the end of the month, I was broke. And I'm like, yeah. what just happened there? Where did that go? And when you actually look at all your numbers, you know, like, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, the month end wasn't bad, but where did all that money go? And then I'm like, uh-huh. oh, right, because I made a lot of money. So I bought a new backdrop and I bought myself a Stella uh-huh. and I went to Vegas and I, you know what I mean? So uh-huh. it was all right there. It's like, you got to be careful and watch yourself and, and calculate your cost of doing business. It, that's part of being a, a business owner. It's the responsible thing to do. And it sure helps get yourself into a profit making place, having something Absolutely. like that to do your work beforehand and you know like if somebody comes to me but I I I want the full experience and I I'm only going to pay $275 well my answer is now you know I understand that I would love to have you in the future this is what I've got to charge to to make a living and I can't work for free who does that that whether you love your job or not you can't go to work for free Mm -hmm. yep you are not kidding we are not charities yeah exactly unless 
you are. No, you're not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> like, unless you want to be, I guess. But yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, Adrian, tell us a little bit about your studio. Oh, sure. Um, so I got a studio. I was working from home. I had converted my garage initially into a studio. I had a hard time, very hard time pricing myself out of my house. I've got two kids and two dogs, and it was not always the most professional of atmospheres. I believe one of my very last photo shoots, I had a client that was allergic to cats, and we had just gotten a kitty, and she was pregnant. Well, here we are in my garage, and you know, I've always got a kid banging on the door. I've got one that, you know, he's a mini Elton John, and he's singing and playing his piano in the next room, and I have to go out and be like, you're wonderful, but shut up. <laughs> Everybody, be quiet. Leave me alone. Mark, get the kids out of the house. You know what I mean? So uh-huh. that's where I started from, and when I really looked into what I needed to do so that I could value myself. I needed a studio. Um, So I started looking and I got a studio um, in Midtown. It's in an industrial area. I'd looked at many studios. A lot of them were downtown, um, which is kind of a little bit further than I wanted to be from the house. They were very expensive, like $2,000 a month. Talk about being kind of foolish when you don't have a clientele, but you're going to sign a three-year lease at $2,000 a month and just fingers crossed. So my studio is in an industrial area. I've got the entire upper floor of a mechanics building, basically, and an IT company. I've got about a thousand square feet. So I've got kind of my wardrobe area. I've got a beautiful little beauty bar set up. And then I got probably just shy of 500 square feet as my shooting space. So which is all separate. I've slowly gathered gowns over time. Right now I've got over 200. In saying that, I've seen some of like the mentor's wardrobe collections. Mine does not look like all of yours. <laughs> you know, some of your guys' gowns are just like incredible. Some of mine I've found at thrift shops. Some I've paid a couple hundred dollars for. It's really a mismatch, but there are 200. And then we've got a little kitchen, little bathroom area for clients to change. It's really comfy and it's quiet. It's not uncommon for me to have clients come up the stairs and walk in and say, wow, this is beautiful, you know, Yeah, which makes me feel great. But yeah, and I've been really lucky. My landlord is fantastic and um, $1,000 a month for this type of space. And then I offer my clients what I feel is, you know, there's not a cat jumping out behind them on their shoulders (laughs) from behind a storage rack (laughs) in my garage anymore. There's no dog hair flying freely. There's not kids making noise in busy households. And it's also nicer for my kids that... You know, they don't have to go into lockdown twice a week when mom's working. So, yeah. So, yeah. this studio space has been, it was something that I needed to start charging and to consider myself a professional. I, I know so many people did it at home and had no problem charging. You know, I've got a, two good friends doing it at home. They charge, they don't have any problem with it. This was just a personal block of mine. In saying that, I have no regrets about diving in both feet to renting a studio. It's worked out very well for me. Yeah. So great. Well, I'm excited for you. I feel like you are just on like a really great growth forward and upwards and yeah, I'm excited for you. Oh, thanks very much, Nikki. That it's it's a fun profession. It's extremely satisfying and you know, absolutely loving what you do. It that's There's something to that, you know. There is. Like my husband says, I never come in the door skipping and singing after work. (laughs) I'm like, I do it every day. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I have a wonderful, wonderful career. So great. I love hearing that. Cool. Well, I do have a couple more questions that I always ask at the end of each episode. And the first one is, what is something you can't live without when you're doing a photo shoot? (sighs) Can I have two answers to that question? (laughs) I'll make it fast. Number one, and it's been said, I know, but it is a trusting client, somebody that I've built a rapport with that lets me do my work that is comfortable with me. None of us can make money without clients. So that one, but not just any client, forming a connection with my clients and them being open and vulnerable with me. That is the number one thing. The second thing's my Stella, which I just got and I'm just starting to play with. And I absolutely adore the power. Tell us about the Stella. Um, I got the Reflex. I couldn't resist at WPPI. 
the playing power of it. Using constant light is brand new to me. I'm usually using strobe or flash. It's just really fun. It's kind of open to door. Lighting is somewhere um, in my work that still needs a lot of work. Like I have a lot of improvements to make. But as I'm getting more comfortable with the rest of my skills, I'm starting to step out of my comfort zone. And that Stella, it's a different kind of light. It's so portable. It's it's beautiful. I just, I absolutely love it. So it is like my favorite piece of equipment per se right now. Very cool. It's always fun to play with new, new equipment. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Okay, number two is how do you spend your time when you're not working? With my kids and husband. Always. <laughs> awesome. How old are your kids? Um, I have a four-year-old and a 17-year-old. I tell people I'm the definition of insanity. <laughs> I decide. <laughs> I like to space things apart. 13 years was a good good gap. I had a babysitter and a baby at the same time. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. 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 I have a friend who same same position. Yeah, totally. Okay, and number three is, what is your favorite inspirational quote? I love this question. I listen, I can't wait to hear every time you ask it to somebody. However, my favorite of all time is the Marianne Williamson one, which I'm not going to quote today because it's been done so many times. Every time I hear somebody quote that quote, I'm like, oh, we're connected. I love this person. I ran across a different one the other day written by a Canadian author. Her name's Linda Breedlove. And it was, do not be constrained by society's conventions. Instead, allow your thoughts to wander to the stars. That's where you'll find your passion. That's where your power lies. Oh, beautiful. What a beautiful quote. Just reminding people to dream like anything's possible. Work hard and keep a vision in your mind and chase it down. Yep. Yep. Beautiful. All right. And number four is, what would you tell people who are just starting out? (laughs) follow Sue's pricing and her business model that you don't have to reinvent it. It's all there for you. Mm -hmm. Like work on your self value and follow the model. Those have been my biggest blocks, you know, even, and she's said it so many times is, you know, this is what you have to charge to sustain a business, educate yourself, follow the whole business program. She has worked it down to a science. It is there to be used. You do not need to reinvent it. Yep. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, thank you again. And yeah, appreciate you sharing everything. And yeah, I just wish you the best of luck, you know, and, and you're, you're growing and I just, I see so much more success in your future and yeah, it's exciting. Absolutely, Nikki. And thank you so much for asking me today. This was a really Beautiful and humbling experience. I'm I'm honored to be asked. Awesome. Well, thank you again, and hopefully we will see each other in person soon at the this year's portrait portrait masters conference. Hopefully, I will be there. Absolutely, I will <laughs> awesome. for sure be there. All right, you take care. You too. Thanks, Nikki. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-day startup challenge, plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs. I mean, truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com. It's time for me to tell you about this episode's sponsor, Fujifilm North America. If you haven't experienced portraits and wedding scenes created on the large format GFX system digital camera sensor, you are missing out. Along with up to 102 megapixel resolution, you'll find rich colors and gorgeous in-camera looks. There's also AI-driven subject detection and 8 frames per second bursts inside the compact GFX100 digital camera. Hit the link in this episode's description to view the products. It's time to dream big in your creative process.